You're listening to TBD, a podcast for brilliant coaches, consultants, helpers, and healers creating their best work and their most meaningful contribution. I'm your host, Megan Hale, business strategist and thought partner to help you distill your wisdom into your most potent offers and the multiple six figures that go with it. I'll be the first to tell you though, as someone who's done it, this path is far from a straight line. There are highs, there are lows, and so many moments of uncertainty in between. But if there are two things I know to be true, it's you always know what you need to know when you need to know it. And the next right step is always on its way. Let's do this. Hey, hey, y'all, and welcome back to the show. I am fresh back from a mini staycay where I went to my fave hotel here in Omaha called The Cottonwood. It reminds me of this little Parisian-style boutique hotel like right here in the Blackstone District, and I've probably stayed there at least six times now. I just love it. So if you're ever in Omaha, I would definitely recommend either The Cottonwood for its vibe, its pool, and its walking distance to amazing restaurants, or Hotel Deco, which is my other favorite hotel in town, which is in the Old Market and has an equally cool restaurant bar and vibe. So if you have been in my world for any amount of time since 2018, you know I am a big believer in solo staycations. The practice of going to a local hotel by yourself for a night or two just to focus on yourself. It has been so important for me to create balance amongst motherhood and marriage. And it was something I started back in 2018 when I literally felt like I was sinking underwater with two under two and seriously needed to step out of momming for a bit and get out of both the morning and nighttime routine just for a couple of days to catch my breath. And what I realized in that practice is my introversion also really appreciates the quiet and solitude, and my soul really loves the ability to do whatever the hell I want without having to wait on anyone or have anybody else's input every once in a while. And so I highly recommend this practice, especially if you're a mom to littles. But honestly, now that my kids are both like getting older, I don't see this practice stopping for me. I like it for different reasons in this season. And it's always such a nice treat to get a little vacay while being just like a 20 minute drive home in the morning. And the way that this practice has evolved is I also build staycations into my launch strategies because it really helps me get grounded energetically before I do something big. And so while I was there on Sunday, I finally made the announcement of dream money to the world outside of our podcast bubble. So August 13th was when I was there, which is officially one full month out from going for my first on the capital for the dream money app, which is happening on September 13th. I'm going to be leading a dream money masterclass that day, introducing this dream money framework to the world and also walking people through the dream money blueprint for how this profit planning tool actually brings this framework to life in a very practical number centric metrics focused kind of way. So this feels like such a spacious runway to not just announce dream money and what it stands for, but to also introduce the dream money blueprint too over these next few weeks. And so I am so excited about that, which PS, if you are willing to help me spread the word about dream money, including the dream money masterclass that's happening on September 13th and the dream money blueprint to your friends, your colleagues, and, or your community, please add your name to the supporters list in the comments. I so appreciate you as I'm holding the vision of connecting with one 100 funding dreamers who will purchase the full Dream Money Blueprint for $9.97 and 1,000 founding dreamers who will purchase just the Dream Money Calculator for $2.47, which is going to include your good, better, best goals, which if you have been listening to the show, you know that I talk about all the time for why having these revenue goals is step one for really having a more meaningful relationship to money and also having anchored revenue goals that are meaningful for you. They're very personal. They're very specific to your financial needs and dreams. So I am getting so excited 
excited about the community that we'll be building of entrepreneurs who are building more money mastery together. I cannot wait. So this week on the podcast, we are continuing our journey into easeful money, which is easily a three to four part series. Last week, we talked about the importance of allowing ease in to how we're working, which means working from a place of spaciousness, a place of trust, a place of allowing, right? Which are not easy practices for lots of us, okay? Because it means not forcing, not letting self-doubt lead, not getting too attached to outcomes or timelines, not being in a place of scarcity, like all of those things can edge ease out, right? Today, we are going to be shifting gears from the spiritual work of ease to the practical work of ease, which is all around creating financial systems. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to be nerding out in this episode. <laughs> so systems are like my jam, although I really don't lead with that. I kind of like am bearing that lead in my marketing and I'm realizing that. But anyway, we're talking about financial systems today, and these have been so incredibly powerful and transformational for my own confidence with money, my own regulation around money. Uh, so many good things. So when we think about ease, I want you to imagine that there is flow, like we talked about last week, right? But there's also simplicity and clarity. Like a task is infused with a lot more ease when there's a well-oiled process supporting it, right? And although we're going to be talking about money systems today, this is literally true for any system, from the way your company handles a refund request, to the way you manage your podcast production, to even the way you manage laundry at your house, which P.S., I've had a laundry service since 2019, which has been an absolute game changer. Every Tuesday, I fill my bags and put them on the porch. Every Wednesday, those bags are dropped back off with all of my clothes folded or hung. And then every Thursday, my housekeeper comes in to clean the house and puts all the laundry away, okay? But, but that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday laundry workflow, that is a system, right? It's having a process that's simple and clear and planned and creates a lighter lift, which in turn allows a you, dear listener, which feels so Bridgerton to say, to reallocate that time and or energy to other things. But more so, when you have a system in place, this allows your nervous system to have a container of this is how we do things. And this not only gives you clarity, but it also provides the container for you to become more and more masterful at operating within that system because it's a series of steps or a series of practices that you get more and more proficient in over time, right? Now, very few systems are set it and forget it. We can certainly outgrow systems or they can stop working for us as well as they used to. But the money systems I'm going to be introducing you to today are ones that I have used for five years now that have made such a huge difference in not only experiencing a lot more ease when it comes to money, but also a lot more mastery. So let's dive in. When it comes to money systems, we need a framework for revenue planning, which is where the dream money blueprint is going to come in. I'm going to break down how I use the blueprint in this episode to keep on top of what I'm wanting my business to do and or earn. Okay. We also need a framework for money management, which again is where the dream money blueprint comes in, especially for directing your money to do what you want it to do. Okay. We also need a framework for bookkeeping, which is not in my wheelhouse, but I'll share what the system looks like for me. And especially how this has evolved over the years, there's going to be some gems in here for you for sure. And then lastly, financial planning. So you are building wealth and this will lean on the dream money blueprint for bits and pieces while also integrating other financial professionals. Okay. So I'm so excited to introduce you to some really rad people. So let's start with revenue planning first. When I first created the Dream Money Blueprint, the most basic features that came first were calculating yearly revenue goals 
based on my needs and dreams, and then mapping out my revenue streams for getting there. Okay. Now your dreams can feel pretty vague. So I want to break that down for you because we're not trying to reach all of the dreamy dreams and like one calendar year, right? That would be very overwhelming. And I think that we would be setting ourselves up for some disappointment. So instead, every single year, we are going to have what I call money motivators or financial goals that you want to make progress toward. Okay. When it comes to getting clear on what you want to contribute towards financially each calendar year, I have found clarifying your top three financial dreams very, very helpful in helping you distill the things that you really want to accomplish. When we have more than three dreams that we're holding at once, which this is psychology-based, okay, they can start to get a little watery, meaning that your dreams start to feel like a pipe dream versus something that can actually be funded. And so one of the first steps is really getting clear on what your financial priorities are. Do you want to save toward a money goal this year? How much? By when? Do you want to pay off a certain amount of debt this year? How much? By when, right? Do you want to buy a new car? How much does that dream car cost, right? When do you want to purchase it by? And so all of these are money motivators, right? The things that are motivating you to earn more money. And the thing that I have noticed is that our money motivators are directly linked to what we think is the wise, responsible thing to do with money for a lot of us, right? Which means our financial goals are, yes, our goals, but they can also be heavily influenced by what you've been taught to believe about money, okay? So this is a very powerful place to check in with yourself if you are following your own financial truth and desires, or if you are letting someone else's truth influence the goals or dreams you're working towards, okay? It is usually quite obvious when I am in a client's money motivators and we're going through them for me to watch their body language and know very clearly that their first one to two money motivators aren't really their desires. It is super common for their true desire to be at the bottom of the list or not even on the list at all, okay? The reason this is so key is we want to be able to tap into our motivation to earn more money that's actually rooted in desire versus a should. Because the true desire is going to be way more motivating to earn more. Otherwise, it's very easy for us to say, oh yeah, I want to reach this goal, but it's really not a big deal if I reach it, right? Because it's not really your goal. It's somebody else's. Not to mention when we are very rooted in our own financial truth, our own financial desires, this creates a lot more fulfillment when we actually reach that thing, okay? So I want you to imagine you're letting somebody else's financial should run the show, and then you go and you check that dream off, and the emotional experience of it is like, oh, I was just playing by the rules, or oh, I'm going to get this cookie from so-and-so, or oh, now I'll win the approval of whoever is in my family system who's going to be proud of me, or whatever that is, right? You're not living by your own standards, your own truth. And so this is one way that we can create more meaning between us and our money, which we will definitely dive into when we cover the M in D-R-E-A-M, okay? So we need a framework for setting yearly revenue goals that include our financial needs being covered. That is always step one, okay? And then clarifying the top three financial dreams or money motivators we want to make progress towards. From there, it's really leaning on the dream money blueprint for mapping out your revenue streams that can reach those needs and dreams, right? Which is the foundation for your revenue plan. Like how are we going to earn this money, right? But that will also naturally start to inform your sales cycle, what you're going to be selling and when, which then naturally starts to inform your marketing cycle. So you know what needs to be happening in your content, your collaborations, et cetera. Okay. But yearly, is truly just the start, okay? I have never once met an entrepreneur whose yearly plan stayed exactly the same throughout the whole calendar year because life happens to life, okay? Timelines need to be adjusted. A launch doesn't go like you thought that it was going to and you need to create a downsell to make up the gap 
or you have new ideas drop in that you want to try, et cetera, like whatever that looks like, which is why after setting my yearly revenue plan, I then get more granular on a thirdly basis to check back in on what I have planned. So I used to do the traditional quarterly planning, but it has always felt so rushed for me. Like by the time I plan out 90 days, it feels like it's time for me to do it all over again. And so I started playing around with mapping out four months at a time. And I just love it so much better. It feels so much more spacious for me. So now third early planning is a thing where I'll map out the next four months, tightening up my sales calendar and marketing. And I'll also check in with any contractors or employees I might need to hire for specific projects I want to accomplish and how that impacts impacts my revenue needs. Like it's a really great practice of just checking back in on, okay, here's what we want to accomplish these next four months in order to bring this yearly revenue plan to life. Who, what other support might I need to bring in for any of the pieces that I have going that I could create a lighter lift, right? Or feel more supported. And, and how does that impact my revenue needs, right? So it allows you to get a lot more granular. And I think it's also a great practice to simply check in and debrief how things have gone the last four months. Have there been any lessons learned that you're integrating? Have there been any big celebrations that you really need to honor for yourself, okay? So we have yearly revenue planning, and now we have thirdly revenue planning. And with your new thirdly plan in place, it's then simply moving into execution, which is where your own accountability will come in. There have been many times, my friends, that I have noticed resistance to making goals real or sticking to the plan. Like self-sabotage can totally come into the mix, which is why I love revenue planning so much because your blueprint is going to show you exactly how to make your dreams real, right? The work then is actually believing it's possible and taking the aligned action to bring it to fruition. That's where the inner work is going to show up. And that my friends is why I love taking a money first approach, because when you do revenue planning and you're looking at the dreams you want to bring to life, right? Your blueprint is going to show you the way there. It's going to show you exactly what price points you need to be charging, your sales goals, like the marketing effort, like all of the things are going to come to full clarity. From that place though, that's where the inner stuff really starts to show up of like, no one's going to pay me that much, or I can't sell that many seats in this program or whatever that is, right? That is why I love letting your money inform you of where the inner work needs to happen because it's a much more efficient way of doing inner money work that's going to have a direct ROI in your business, okay? So let's say that we have our yearly plan, right? Now we have our thirdly plan. And now we are executing on that thirdly plan in a much more granular way to bring all of this to life, okay? We're moving through our sales calendar on a weekly basis. We're moving through our marketing calendar on a weekly basis, okay? So revenue planning, knowing what we're trying to make happen and executing on all of that so it does happen, that is handled. The next system that we also need to bring in here is how we're managing the money that we are earning, right? And this, my friends, is where Profit First has been so incredibly helpful. So if you are not familiar with Profit First, this is a cash flow methodology system for allocating your money every two weeks so each of your financial dreams and needs are being funded. Okay. I've been using Profit First since 2018 and I've had such great results working with this system. If you're familiar with Dave Ramsey's envelope system, where you take your personal income and you break it down into your monthly budget. So let's say groceries gets an envelope, clothing gets an envelope, et cetera, right? 
The concept is very similar with Profit First, except our envelopes are all digital with their own bank accounts and are based on our business's needs. So we have a digital envelope for our operational expenses, for instance, or for giving and philanthropy, right? We have our own digital envelope or an account for our profit, our taxes, et cetera. And every two weeks, you're contributing to all of your accounts, basically giving each one a paycheck, including yourself, right? So the thing I love about Profit First is the bi-weekly allocation cycle because you meet with your money every two weeks and you allocate your money. So every single dollar that's come in is effectively leveraged. And you can also see your progress towards your goals in real time as money starts to stack up in certain accounts or your debt decreases as you make your next payment, et cetera. And over time, it is such a great tool to build money mastery as you get more and more comfortable allocating your money, managing your money, stewarding your money, right? Now, if you have ever come through a free training with me where I've introduced you to the concept of margins, the way that I approach Profit First is a little bit different. I've modified this system to be really custom to the clients that I serve. And so if you are familiar with the system, you know that Mike lays out very specific margin recommendations based on your total revenue, okay? And so I actually have different margin recommendations for those under the 250K threshold than Mike does. As I do find Profit First tends to speak more to the larger organizations. And so the reason this is so key is because small businesses that are under 250K have specific needs when it comes to sustainable operations. For instance, instead of paying yourself 50%, as would be typical for a company this size, I found that this doesn't really leave you enough extra to bring on team. So you might be making 125K a year, for instance, which is half of 250, but you are working for that salary, okay? And so I have found dropping your pay to 45% of total revenue or even 40% can open up a lot more cash flow for you to feel more supported and have some team members, which will also help you earn more revenue, right? Because you're not having to do everything and more people can contribute to your company's goals. But I will not get too nerdy on you in a podcast episode about margins and percentages and things like that because profit first or anything with numbers really tends to be better explained when we have spreadsheets and can let the math math. But my main point is I love profit first for the bi-weekly allocations. It's really helpful for learning how to manage your money intentionally. And the thing that I'll share is if you have been playing around with some of the recommended margins and you're under that 250K threshold, I definitely want to highlight that this needs a little bit more customer customization for that size of business. So you are feeling a lot more supported because it's quite likely as you're looking at all of recommended margins, you're like, how can I hire a team member for this? And so I want to make sure that you have some ways to flex and move within the system, which I definitely cover in the dream money blueprint. So the dream money blueprint also has an allocation calendar. So every two weeks we're opening our accounts, we're allocating our money. And at the end of the year, you have a very powerful financial record of what you planned your business to do, what money actually came in, where your money actually went, what you invested in, how much you saved, how much you paid yourself, et cetera. And it is amazing to have this level of financial clarity, but also the financial history as you will go back into many blueprints over the years and say, wow, like look how much my business has earned over the years, which I so, so love. So at this point, we have a yearly plan that's really giving us a snapshot of what we're wanting our business to do this year, right? Then we're breaking that down into a thoroughly plan of like, okay, what needs to happen these next four months for me to really make progress towards these yearly goals? And then that's going to help inform what we need to be focusing on on a monthly basis and weekly basis when it comes to our sales and marketing. And now we're allocating our money every two weeks, which is already building a lot more touch points with our money, which is essential for building more intimacy, which I have so many things to share on this concept alone. But the Dream Money Blueprint will support you on the revenue planning. It'll also support you for the money management piece. But we 
also need two more financial systems for easeful money, which are bookkeeping and financial planning. And I wanted to break down how this looks in my business, especially some lessons learned in case they're helpful. So for the first few years, I used Bench for bookkeeping, which I absolutely loved, but it didn't have the highest level of customization at the time for really tracking very specific expenses. And this might have changed now since I was a client, but I think the other thing that I've noticed about Bench is that their pricing has gone up quite a bit since I was a client back in 2018. So it used to be about 1500 a year, which I felt was very manageable for small businesses. And they also had more tiered pricing. So you could really find a pricing level that worked well for you and was sustainable for you to step into. And now the lowest price point is $250 a month or $3,000 a year, which I still don't think is like super high. I think it's manageable, but I also know that there's more cost efficient options, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. So from there, I left Bench and I switched to having a fractional CFO as I was planning on growing my business with lots of team and I needed more support on taxes, et cetera. But I ended up not growing at the speed I thought I was going to. So I didn't really feel like the service was worth it at the time because my business wasn't really big enough to benefit from everything the CFO could bring my business. Okay. So sadly, it ended up feeling like very extensive bookkeeping at $750 a month or $9,000 a year. And so what I would do instead looking back is doing a one-off tax planning intensive with a CFO and then upgrading to higher level services as I needed them. Because for most small businesses, at least under 250K a year, bookkeeping and a great accountant will be all you need to make sure your books are in order and your taxes are covered. And when I hired this fractional CFO, I think I was right around like the 180K mark. So it just didn't really seem like paying 750 a month for all of these CFO services. Like my business just wasn't big enough at the time to really benefit from all that, okay? So from there, I ended up making a shift to a new bookkeeping service offered by my financial planner at 5e Financial. If you know Kathy Harrison, she is such a gem. I love her so much. And I really love her business model because everything that she does is like fee only services, right? And so what that means is that everything is based on an hourly fee, which is way reasonable, especially like if your money is very clear and organized like mine is because you have a system that's operating in the background, like the dream money blueprint, your bookkeeper or an accountant don't really need to do a whole lot of heavy lifting because you've already done a lot of that for them. And so that means that the hours that they're going to spend on your business, cleaning up your books are going to be much less, right? And so my bookkeeping fees are usually under $100 a month, which is so much more cost efficient than the $250 a month that I would be paying through Bench or $750 a month that I would be paying for a fractional CFO, okay? So there's also a lot more customization with my current bookkeeper because I'm able to create very specific categories I want to track when it comes to certain expenses. Plus, this firm not only supports me with my taxes, which will be an additional fee every year, but also manages my financial planning. So my husband and I are making progress towards our goals, okay? So I'm obsessed. And the way that this looks like in action is I meet with my bookkeeper on a monthly basis and my financial planner on a quarterly basis. And I really love this schedule for managing both business taxes and accounting, as well as personal wealth building and investments. So obviously, my friends, if you are at the beginning of your money systems journey, you might be feeling like this is a lot to step into. And what I want to be very clear on is it's taken me a few years to figure out systems that work for me, especially when it comes to bookkeeping, taxes, and financial plan, okay? But the biggest system that will support you in creating more clarity around your money is having a revenue planner like the Dream Money Blueprint, because it is this tool in particular that helps you get up close and personal with your numbers, your margins, your money management, and revenue planning. So when you get to speak to your bookkeeper, your accountant, 
or your financial planner, for instance, you have a financial hub inside your business to communicate your yearly plan. Like, here's what I'm focusing on creating this year. Do you see any tax adjustments I need to be mindful of as revenue increases in Q3, for example, right? Or here are all my recurring expenses in my business every month. Do you see anywhere I could be saving money? Or I want to be clear on the contract employees I hire this year for one-off projects. Can we create a specific category for them so I can stay on top of that, right? This really allows you to get your whole financial team on the same page so you can have the support that you need to be really on top of where your money is going and what you want to be really intentional about when it comes to spending or investing or taxes, whatever that looks like for you in any calendar year, okay? So your dream money blueprint is not just a tool for you as the CEO, it's also a communication tool for your entire financial team, helping everyone be on the same page. And one of the reasons why I think money can feel overwhelming is because there are a lot of layers to manage and meet with. But like any good system, if you have a method for consistently meeting with your money, that is half the battle right there, okay? And I have personally found that having a yearly planning session and three thirdly planning sessions throughout the year serve as the foundation for my entire money system, allowing my business to be the anchor point. Then it's simply layering in the other supports. I can book out my monthly bookkeeping meetings for the entire year. That's done. I can book out my quarterly meetings with my financial advisor for the entire year. That's done. And then from there, it's simply allocating my money every two weeks as I make progress toward my goals. So when you have a system around planning and managing your money, you feel like such a badass as you build more mastery within your own system. Your money is clear. It's organized. It's intentional. But more importantly, you start to feel more regulated around money because you have a plan for it. And I think that's the biggest flex of all when it comes to creating more ease. So I would love to know what this episode sparks for you, if you're ready to expand your current financial systems, or are your current financial systems working for you? Are they time and cost efficient to give you the clarity you need? Like, do you know what's happening with your money? Do you know what you're hoping to have happen with your money, right? Spending the time to create your systems here will save you so much time and energy down the road. There's no such thing as a bad financial system, okay? It all comes back to what works for you, which can take some trial and error. But I am so excited to nerd out with you on money systems because it's been such a huge part of shifting my confidence around money. And and I would love to see you have supportive money systems in your business. So my friends, definitely check out the Dream Money Blueprint launch happening on September 13th as I walk you through this whole financial system and the impact it can create in your business. I cannot wait for all the ahas. And if you're willing to help me spread the word about this amazing system, I would love for you to add your name to the supporters list in the show notes. My goal is to share this framework with thousands of people and every single share helps. So my friends, we will keep going with our series on easeful money next week as we dive into ease around earning. It's going to be a good one. Until then though, here's to the courage to keep showing up even when clarity is still forming, knowing, trusting, believing. The next right step is always on its way. See you soon.